Hey guys, we have a big announcement to share with all of our listeners. And first, we just want to say thank you for being on this journey with us for our first podcast together. Laura, do you want to tell them what the big news is? I do. We're so excited because as you know, those of you who've been listeners, we have continued to grow and scale our business in all sorts of ways by adding on uh, new tools in our belt, taking on new clients, and just getting our message out in brand new ways. So we were thinking we want to continue to grow with our audience and help our audience scale as well. Thus, the announcement is our new podcast, The Scale Up Strategies, the business podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs. We are looking forward to helping you scale your business and take it to the next height. I'm so excited to be doing this with you, Laura, because we've both grown our businesses and we understand, you know, time, tools, marketing, networking. There's just so much that we have to offer and we want to help the entrepreneurs, business owners and CEOs in our network and outside of our network start growing their businesses with simple scale up strategies. Exactly. So if scaling your business has seemed like a task too monumental for you to take on your own, guess what? You don't have to anymore. You get Mary and I in your ear on your video feeds here to help you weekly. So make sure that you subscribe, share with your friends as we are helping you scale your business and make sure you're listening weekly for Scale Up Strategies, the business growth podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs. Okay. And welcome to the Redefine Your Career Journey podcast, where we help career-minded professionals like you become the CEO of your career. I'm Laura Bayshore, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Jane Brandt. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in career development and coaching. We're thrilled to share our insights and expertise with you on this podcast. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, tune in, and let's start the show. So let's get started with our weekend recap. What did you do this past weekend? Uh, yeah, that might be why I'm a little thrown off. So I went to Vegas this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I have, um, my cousin is pregnant with twin baby girls and we went to celebrate and uh, they also did, their gender reveal was with a lion dance. And what? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cute because uh, her husband's Vietnamese and they just love that uh, tradition. So it fit. It fit perfectly. Yeah. So it was really cute. She's having little girls and um, it was exciting. And I left the kids at home who I love very much, but it was nice to relax. Well, good for you. You were in <laughs> Vegas with no kids. I'm sure there's some other stories for you to share, but not here publicly. We'll talk later. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I had a, a restful weekend. Um, I don't know if anyone saw my post, but I literally was recovering from an epic week of speaking and training to over four business groups. Three of them all happened on one day. Um, so like Saturday was a lazy afternoon and my hubby and I, we binge watched the Tulsa King um, on Netflix. So that was 
That was actually really good. And I was sharing with Laura. Um, does anybody know here how old Sylvester Stallone is? Give me a thumbs up because you guys might be shocked. I'm just looking up my screen. Sylvester Stallone from Rocky. Okay, David, uh, I wish you could type in the answer. So we're watching this show, you guys. And there's this scene, he's dating this woman. She's like, and how old are you? He goes, 75. Well, that made me, um, that made me look up how old he was. He's 76, you guys, and he still looks good. 76 and he's rocking it. Rocky's rocking it like that. I so guess. Anyways, that was yeah. my, my weekend. But Laura, it's time to get this show on the road. Yeah. So I got a quick question for the audience. Who is experiencing the Monday blues today? You know, dreading Monday. Anyone here like, because uh, I used to have that when I worked in corporate, the Monday blues where it'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work. They actually call it the Sunday scaries when you stress out, have a little anxiety, can't sleep. So those were my Mondays. That's well, let's good. talk about the keys, right? The keys to career happiness. How many of us get caught up in working towards what's next? Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. You know, we're both guilty of ignoring the now and appreciating accomplishments. In a world that praises overachievers, how do we make space for appreciating what we have in life? And if you guys saw my post on LinkedIn, I actually took this advice to heart yeah. and I posted about my accomplishments this last week because I was pretty proud of myself and I wasn't boasting about myself. I was proud about all the work that I put in and that it paid off. And then I got to help people learn to love LinkedIn and how to brand themselves. So I was doing exactly what Laura and I don't always do. And I was appreciating the accomplishments along the way. Right, Laura? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when I saw that post, I obviously commented, but more so because I was happy that you were, you know, sharing some of the things that you've worked so hard to do. And I think a lot of times we just get caught up in the, okay, that's done. And we look at checking it off of our list instead of thinking right. about, you know, and reflecting on how great that was or how that's going to help lead to the next thing. You know, it's important to really give yourself those accomplishments because not everybody does. So. Yeah, we got to take time and no matter what size of the win, right? So small, medium, large wins. You, you have to recognize those along the way during your journey. Laura, do you want to kick us off with today's topic? Yeah, so I think when, when people think about career happiness or how to be happy in their career, I think too often they're focused on uh, just strictly what the outcome is. I think before you get to that, you need to focus on what are the things that you like about your environment. So for me, I know a lot of times it starts with the people that I'm working with or collaborating with. When I reflect on that, that helps me even when I'm feeling overwhelmed or that I have a lot going on. That helps me kind of stay in the moment of things and appreciate what I'm doing and the opportunities that I have. Um, and then really focusing on the personal development side of it, which I think we're going to get into in a couple seconds here. And when you're thinking about the outcomes, it doesn't just have to be the final outcome. I kind of align this with goal setting, which is what are the outcomes that you're achieving along the way? What is it that keeps driving you? And if those things are aligning with 
helping you move forward in your personal or professional development, then that seems like those are the things that you should also consider outcomes and be reflecting on when you're thinking about what is it that makes you happy in your career or how can you work towards having a healthier balance towards that. I like it. So basically you're saying, hey, find out what makes you smile in your career. Is it people? Um, is it personal development? Is it outcomes? You need to understand what fuels you, what motivates you, what inspires you. So for me, I know that um, personal development is probably in there, but when I was in the corporate world, it was having space to be creative. Like oh, yeah. being like, I see a need for this, can I run with it? Creating a staff committee. Like I did that at two of my last, you know, out of the last three corporate jobs, two of them, I created a staff committee, which I chaired and got other, you know, staff involved and what does the staff want versus HR running it per se. Right. Yeah. I wanted a, I wanted the staff to have a voice. So I was able to do that. So having being allowed um, to have a creative space and to launch something. Right. So it kind of falls in personal development. It also helps you uh, maybe figure out, find something that you're good at without knowing it. Right. So like the, the training and the inspiring other people like that is something that I naturally have done for 20 years. Right now, I, yeah, now I get paid to do it personally. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's one of the things I was going to say is exactly that, you know, when you're looking at, well, what is that doing for you for the future as well? It helped you hone in on your skills that allow you to run your own business now, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gave me opportunity to practice what I didn't even know was a skill of mine and to start tr um, creating that. And I'm going to get into that a little more. So you guys think about what makes you happy, what makes you smile, what energizes you, what motivates you. For some people, it might just be the outcomes and that's okay. For me, I, I need to work around um, people that are energetic and joyful, right? It, it's a <laughs> yeah. downer for me to walk around, to work with people that don't even say good morning. Like, hello folks. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I think people yeah. don't understand that when they find the energetic person in their office or, you know, on their remote team. Um, that person, that's just kind of their personality. But if they have to be the only person on the team who's doing that and are suddenly finding themselves in charge of motivating everyone, you're going to see a change in that person. That's not going to be a positive yeah. one, right? <laughs> It, and and you have to understand, like, I remember um, at the Bishop School, I was the executive assistant and I had an assistant and she's not that energetic, bubbly person. And I had to learn how to work with her. So that actually helped me develop some of my skills. She was very task oriented, right? Mm -hmm. And she was really good at executing the, ta the tasks. And so I had to give her work that was all focused on that. So again, it, it's just, you know, learning what you're good at, practicing things you want to become better at and understanding yeah. what makes you tick. So like if you put me in a job where I had to do the same thing day after day, I would fail. I yes, need, I I need agree. creative space. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, let's go on to topic number two, which um, is going to be one of my favorites here. It's planning for the future. And I've got some personal stories that I'm going to share with you. Um, okay. let's, first, we're going to talk about personal development and then career pathing. So personal development, we kind of touched on it. Um, it. Not only does this provide you with more skills, it can help you discover a career that you love. 
personal development, you guys, doesn't always come in the form of taking a class, attending a conference, going back to school. It can happen at your current job. So remember, I was just telling you about um, implementing a staff um, appreciation committee. That was personal development, showing that I could lead someone. Even though I didn't have the title of manager, I was leading this committee. Another right. example of personal development at your job was um, I, I wanted, I hated our calendar system. There were four different calendars being used on campus. I could not keep track of all the changes. I actually did a presentation on why we need to use Google Calendar. <laughs> and I got the entire school up on Google Calendar. And I was the training expert. So some of the uh, um, staff that had been there for a while, right? So they were like, not going to learn something new. We'll call them, you know, they were not going to learn something new. It was going to be difficult. I took it upon myself to train them and help them get comfortable using Google Calendar. Well, what did that do? Again, that just reinforce that I'm a trainer by heart, right? Yeah. I learned something inside and out, and then I want to share it with the world. So yes. personal development can come in many different forms and it can open up the doors and, and help you find and discover new opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next thing, um, again, I'm going to share my personal story. So it's relatable career pathing. At the Bishop School, right, I worked there 10 years. I thought that was the job I was going to retire from. I didn't have a career path because I was like, no, this is it. Some of you might relate. You don't have a career path until 2020 happened. And then you're like, oh, snap, what am I going to do now? Yeah. I think no matter how much you love your job, and even if you have no intention of moving around, warning, you might become stagnant. You might not make as much money as you could. You could get overlooked for promotions. And whether you love your job or not, you need to think about your overall career path and be ready. Because I think the days, and well, not I think, I know the days yeah. of staying at a job 10 plus years is very uncommon. People get burnt out, become stagnant, and they won't make as much money. So yeah. the average length of a job is about three years. And that's from uh, manpower. A yeah. global agency that that um, tracks all this. So wherever you're at in your career, I want you all to take this away today. Create a career path. Where do you see yourself in two years? Is it within the same organization, but you the VP? Is it you've got all the skills, you've done everything at your current organization, um, and it's going to be time to move, right? Create a career path. Um, basically, it's your career goals, a career path of what you need to do to get to where you want to be and then create that, you know, um, execution plan. Yeah, and I think I would just want to add in here, Mary, that, you know, us coming from the opposite sides of how our careers work. So I've never worked at an organization for more than four years in my career um by choice <laughs> so i'll throw that out there first that that was always by choice but i was kind of moving around through different industries and figuring different things out um i guess before it became the accepted way of doing it but i will say a few things that helped me along my career because of that was i was able to find out maybe sooner what 
I really excelled at and who I was as a professional outside of the organization that I worked with, because I always moved up into management and director positions. So then I knew moving forward, that's how I was going to position myself on my resume or in my interview. And so, you know, sometimes I get clients coming to me who are nervous and thinking, oh, does it look like I hop around in careers? But again, using that to your strengths and playing into, well, I know how I fit into an organization. I know where I start from. So those are all things that happen because, you know, I was interviewing every two to three years, so I knew how to interview. Sometimes people haven't interviewed for over 10 years. It can be really daunting to think about, I want to make a move in my career, but I'm afraid to because I don't even know how to position myself anymore. And that's where career pathing comes into place. So to Mary's point, even if you're not thinking about moving right now, you need to be thinking about what you're doing for yourself. So how are you doing career development or career pathing that is outside of the organization that you work for? Because we all know most of them are not going to give you a clear roadmap as to what the next step is. You have to start They're not? that. No. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you know, you have to be in charge of your career. If you put all your eggs in the basket, the organization that you're working at, you are setting yourself up for failure. I'm sorry, but you just are. You need to own your career path. You need to be in charge of it. You cannot count on the organization to always need you, to always promote you, no matter how good you are. And I'm going to say it again, 2020 brought that to light. The yeah. recent layoffs have brought that to light. You know, corporations, they're, they're married to the bottom line. They're most, you know, what they're thinking about is the bottom line. And that's harsh reality is that we are all replaceable, right? We're yes, all replaceable. Yes. We are all pawns in this, the, this journey here. And so no matter how good you are at your job, Right. No matter how many problems you solve, no matter how many sales you've brought to the table, you need to be in charge of your career and be ready. Let's take a pause right here to refresh your coffee and hear from our sponsors. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? How are you attracting business? Join San Diego's elite team referral networking group. You will own your spot in one of team's category exclusive chapters. Network with a purpose and receive quality referrals and thrive. Don't hire a sales team. Join one. Call today, 619-731-0395 or visit teamreferralnetwork.com to give your business the boost that it needs. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or just starting to look for your dream home, you need a trusted lender. Island Girl Pam Campbell is here to make your experience smooth and easy. She's approved with over 100 banks, which gives her the ability to provide you with a full range of mortgage products to meet your goals. Pam will walk you through every step, ensuring you understand the process and options to finance your home. Mortgage is made easy. You believe it. Island Girl will achieve it. Visit islandgirl.com, I-L-E-N-D-G-I-R-L.com, NMLS number 29. Three three six five. As someone who it. has been the manager, I will tell you, I always appreciated when someone came in, even if it wasn't exactly what I had thought was going to be the plan. When someone came in and told me, no, this is their plan, I always appreciated it, whether it aligned with what I thought or not, because to your point, 
it gave me an understanding of where to go next, you know, how to help keep them engaged or with some of my employees, if I saw it was not a good fit, I would help coach them to what's going to be next for you. What is a good fit? Because uh, I really care about those who work for me and I want to make sure that they're going in the right direction because I, I fully believe in full, full circle and karma and making sure that, you know, as long as I'm taken care of, I can also help take care of others too. There are no guarantees. Even if your company is well established, it's been around for 20 years or 50 years. Again, I'm just going to keep pointing back to 2020 when our world was shook up, upside down, backwards and sideways, that there is no foolproof, safe proof career or organization. And we really don't know what the future will bring. Point in case, is anybody reading the articles and seeing the trends about universities and colleges not um, being at full um, capacity? They're having a hard yeah. time attracting students. Why is that? Because traditional education is changing. You don't need a degree necessarily. I'm not going to say for everything, but there's more entrepreneurs, more startups, um, and you don't have to have the traditional degree to get every job out there. And the schools are behind in their educational programs. Absolutely. Uh, I would think, you know, a lot of times, and this was a really big trend too, but, you know, servant leadership to get to the point of what we're talking about here, you know, those who you admire who practice quote unquote servant leadership, you admire them or look to them as mentors. I'm talking about the ones who are um, publicly known for it, that have books, that have their own website. And what I want you to do is pause and think about that. If they are showing you that servant leadership can serve others, yet also benefit them as well, take that back to you. Being humble and humility doesn't mean that you don't take credit for what you do. It means that you lift others while you're lifting yourself. And that's really the way that you want to look at that. It's okay to celebrate your accomplishments. Good point, guys. Such a great discussion this morning. I think that we we picked a hot topic of, uh, you know, owning your career and finding what makes you happy. Um, I thank you, Laura. I think this was your topic. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for choosing this topic and for getting us started. It's been such a robust conversation. And I hope that you all leave thinking a little more about your career path and either redefining it, creating one, getting a mentor, um, talking to your boss, right? If you're in that corporate world, going and having an authentic conversation. But don't just rush in there and say, this is what I want to do. I want you to think about it before you go and talk to your president of the company, the HR manager, whoever your person is that you report to. Um, Think about it. Write down what your goals are. What are the steps that you need to do to reach those goals? Have a plan when you have that meeting. Right, Laura? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I think the word I just want to remind and throw out is tact. If you're someone who hasn't done this for yourself in a while, you might be feeling a little bit of pent-up frustration about it. Take a breath. Think about what you really want to accomplish. Go in there tactfully. You're going to come out amazed that you were able to advocate for yourself in a way that you just hadn't thought about it before. What You know what time it is? It's time for... 
Oh, it's time for the weekly buzz. So each week we're gonna share one actionable tip you can use to kick your week off right. So this week's weekly buzz is what, Mary? What are we doing with it? Uh, we're gonna go with personal development is career development, right? That's yeah. what we decided on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so personal development is career development. So. Laura, it's, it has to do with like, what are you reading, right? How do you rest? What are you doing to set yourself up for future success? I think, what are you reading to? And we should add, what podcasts are you listening to? If you enjoyed the podcast, show us some love. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any feedback, go ahead and share that with us too, because we want to hear from you. And don't forget to visit our website, Redefine Your Career Journey, so it can help you take the next step in your career. Woohoo! We'll see you next week with another episode to help you redefine your career journey. Until then, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay caffeinated. <laughs>